Hey everyone, welcome back to the Nefesh podcast. Nefesh is just the Hebrew word for soul. And I love this idea of talking about really the, the depth of life and the meaning behind it, God, religion, Christianity, spirituality, life, uh, uh, something that really we all can connect with regardless of our background, regardless of our faith, and sharing our stories, our stories as individuals, our stories as people. Uh, our soul is, uh, from a Christian perspective, really what we think is reflected in this idea of the image of God, that our we reflect God's image as we, within our soul, within that character, within our uh, ability to to think and have a conscience, and all of that is interconnected with really the depth of our soul. But our soul is so much more than something that you can't see or something spiritual. It it is all parts of our lives, and so I thought that's a great way to to really describe all aspects of our life that interconnect and especially those things that interconnect with others. Well, recently I, I bought a house and, um, I've had to, I've had to adjust to going back to, you know, having to do my own yard work and, and, uh, take care of things that, you know, if you live in a, like a, an apartment or something in a, 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 an association where they take care of those things. You don't really have to bother with that. And, um, this in the last few years, um, I, this is the first time that within the last three years that I've had to now focus again on, on yard work and, and taking care of things, taking care of living things. Um, I am good at taking care of living things for the most part. I mean, if it's something that can talk back. I'm, I'm pretty good at, at taking care of it and keeping, keeping it alive. But there's something about plants and, uh, you know, anything that has to do with, with things that grow up out of the ground, I just struggle with. I think I, I, I don't think I'm very good with my hands in general. And, um, I, I will usually forget about it. In fact, I have a plant in my office that was given to me by a colleague, and I think it is still alive, I think, but it's behind me on the windowsill, and I never really look at it. I just don't take the time, and so I think it's alive. I saw it in the reflection of my computer screen the other day, and I was like, oh, wait, there's that plant that I've got to take care of, and so I, I kind of was trying to look, and of course, I was so lazy or so preoccupied that I didn't turn all the way around and and actually look to see if it was still alive. I just kind of got a glimpse and I thought, okay, yes, there's something still poking out of the dirt. I think I think I'm okay. But it it's just I've always struggled with it. Uh, years ago, when I was uh, growing up, uh, my my family we had a pretty big house and a pretty big front yard and and backyard and. Um, it was a very egalitarian household. I mean, you know, we girls had to learn how to mow the lawn and uh, the boys had to learn how to do the dishes. So there was no, there was no gender roles as it related to chores and, and, uh, um, uh, you know, yard work and all of that. So I, I know how to mow the lawn. I know how to edge, um, very tedious. If you've never done it, edging the, the sides of your, you know, the grass and getting it to that perfect, 
shape. And in our lawn, we had the front walkway had stones surrounded by grass, like big stones. And so you, I mean, you know, it was, it took time and, you know, rarely did we ever take the time to do that meticulous of weeding or edging and, you know, our machines didn't always work, but when they did work and, and when we, when it was growing too high, we had to get out there and mow. And so I'm able to do it. Um, we have this big tree, this big olive tree in our front yard. It was huge. It was massive. And, and later on, we found out that it was absolutely destroying our pipes. Um, and I was, this actually reminds me that I think I'm partly guilty or responsible for destroying our pipes because when I was little and I would water the lawn, I would take my hose and I would like shove it down into, I mean, if you've never seen an olive tree, like their trunk is massive and it had all these holes in it and frogs would live inside of it and so I would stick my my hose down in the the holes of this tree probably not at all touching the roots or maybe I was I don't know maybe that's again the cause of it I definitely overwatered this tree and and like to see the frogs coming up out of this this tree trunk um and I'm pretty sure that that contributed to the the roots growing really deep and destroying the pipes of our uh, of our house. But um, so I'm used to yard work. I've done it. And when one of my sisters went off to college, she she bequeathed to me or or actually loaned me, uh, gave me the responsibility of taking care of this little really beautiful garden with tiki torches and all of that. And I can't remember, but I don't, I, all I remember is that it just never looked like the way she did it. I, I, I either overwatered and it was usually making up for not watering enough, or I would overwater because I never knew what, how much water it needed. And then I got, and then I wanted to get it done quickly. So water would get on the plants and there's some plants that you're not supposed to get the water on the leaves and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I just remembered that I was I was really trying hard to make sure that this garden, you know, was was looked like the way she left it when she came back. And I, I just remembered I don't think it did. But I really tried. And every time people give me something that is, you know, from the garden or something that came up out of the ground, I, I really try hard. So in this new house, I am trying really hard to take care of this this yard. It's it's actually a, a bigger piece of ground and, and yard and and so I've got to get out there with, uh, I don't have a mower, but I've got um, a weed whacker. Because right now um, the, the yard was uh, kind of left to overgrow. So I got to go out there. There's not really grass in the front yard. It's kind of dirt and pine needles everywhere. And so I'm, I'm watering pine needles most of the time. Um, but I'm trying to bring this stuff back to life. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I went out there finally and I, I bought... Uh, you know, I went out to Home Depot. I must have, actually it was Lowe's. I must have looked like a, a newbie yard working person because I, uh, I bought everything that I, that looked like I needed it. And I went out and I bought these, uh, these tree trimmers. And so, um, I kind of, you know, put my sunglasses on, put my hat on, and I should have put like a full body suit or something, knee pads or shin guards or something. Cause, you know, like these plants, they fight back, right? They, they don't like you taking stuff off of them. And, and the previous owner, they, she 
put in just like a row of roses and they're beautiful but there a lot of them you know the branches were dying and it was overgrown it was like a jungle in there and and so I went in there and I just started just started whacking at at everything I possibly could and you know as I was doing and I had gloves on I I knew enough to get gloves because um, I knew my hands would get all you know they would get attacked and especially when you're dealing with roses you've got the thorns there but even those thorns they get through those gloves I don't know if anybody has gloves that that can keep rose thorns from penetrating the gloves but those things got in there uh, but as I'm I'm just I'm just hacking away at at these rose bushes again it's not really my I'm not one to if you've ever seen those uh, those things on TV, those really, really little small plants where somebody is meticulously, they've got these like smallest scissors and they are meticulously trimming and, and you see them only trim like, like one branch at a time and it's so careful and they're, they're pressed up against it and they're, they're looking in, in detail to find where there's a little tiny thing out of place. And I don't know if it's supposed to be like a Zen, a calming thing, but I know I could never do that. I, I just don't, my hands just don't quite work in that really, really meticulous, very, um, very tiny kind of way they're just my fingers are short and and stubby and and they just don't work in that kind of fine-tuned way so I'm, I'm I'm just trying to hack through and and what looks to be dead I'm pulling off and you know it's a couple weeks later I'm out there looking at the roses and or the rose bushes and I don't see a whole lot of growth so I'm a little worried that I actually cut too much but again I I know enough that that the the essence of pruning away dead leaves and dead branches, that the purpose for it is so that you, you don't keep sending sap and nutrients and whatever else goes to those branches. If they're dead, it, it will stop. If you don't prune a plant or you don't prune a tree or you don't prune a whatever it is, um, it, it can affect the growth of other areas of the bush or the tree or whatever it is um, because it's sending nutrients to places that are dead and so it's a waste and you have to go in and you have to cut off those dead areas pruning is actually good and especially when it's done well now probably the way i pruned again i <laughs> I may have I may have decimated these rose bushes. They may not ever come back to life. My intention was good. I was trying to first of all it looked, you know, like a jungle, but there was there were so many dead branches that, and I knew that I knew enough that I've got to pull off this dead stuff because it's weighing the the stuff that's alive down and it's keeping that which is alive from growing. This, this tree or this bush, as it is a plant, as it is becoming overgrown, it's really not able to be healthy and strong. And it, of course, as I was doing it, it reminded me of, of several scriptures in the, the Christian Bible that talk, about, um, that talk about spiritual growth in a way that refers to it like a tree. 
Uh, you get this in Psalm 1 of the Old Testament, which talk about, you know, blessed is the person who, who is like a tree planted by streams of water. And um, his, the person's leaves will not wither. Uh, and then you get to, in the New Testament, in John chapter 15, and this is Jesus talking to his disciples, and he says to them, I am the vine and you are the branches. And he proceeds, and it's a, it's a course uh, meant to be, you know, an illustration of, um, and then he goes on to say, abide in me and I will abide in you. So the branches, if you're alive and you're connected to the vine, you, you want to stay that way. You want to hold on for dear life. And he's making that connection to himself, that, that I am the vine, stay connected to me as much as possible. Don't let anything cut you away. Don't let anything tear you away from me. But in that same passage, he talks about branches that are withered, that are dead, and that are not producing fruit, that they have to be cut off. And in, in agriculture life, the reason why you prune those dead branches, you cut them off, is because they are affecting the health and the life of the rest of the vine and all of the other branches. And I don't know enough about agriculture and plants to know, you know, what makes those, those things die, but I'm assuming it's somehow, again, the, the plant has become so un, unwieldy or not getting enough water. And so if you've got a branch that's, that's five feet long and the rest of the, the, the bush or the, the little rose bush is, is very compact, but you've got one long branch that one long branch eventually is going to wither up. It's not going to get the nutrients it needs because it's too far away from the base, from the root. And there's only, and especially if there's not enough water, the plant will conserve and will only be able to get nutrients to that which is closest to it. And so anything that is far away, even though it may have been producing fruit at one point, it's so far away and it's so out of perspective with the rest of the of the bush that it it will not receive the nutrients it ha it needs and it will die and as it dies it will affect the life and the health of the rest of the bush and i love that that our our spiritual health and really i mean all of our health can can relate to this can relate to this illustration that pruning is needed in our lives and when Jesus in this passage of John 15 when he talks about um, he, he references God kind of being the gardener and coming in and pruning that which is which is dead, it's, it's reflecting that God cares enough about us to come in and to prune those parts of our lives, to cut off or to want to cut off those parts of our lives that are not healthy. Now, as I'm cutting away at this rose bush, I'm thinking, I don't think, 
I don't think God would do it this way. Uh, it feels sometimes if it, as if he's, you know, taking a hacksaw to parts of our body or parts of our lives. But in truth, God is trying to, like that, like that little small tree, very, very, very carefully, very carefully in a meticulous way, he's trying to cut away at the areas that are dead and that are affecting us. In, a, in another gross illustration, you take what happens to your body when it, when it dies, whether through frostbite or gangrene or uh, diabetes, when there are limbs and parts of your body that are not getting the blood flow to it. And if it's diabetes, the blood flow is restricted because of, of sugar and insulin and it's essentially shredding your your blood vessels blood blood is not able to get to the extreme parts of your bodies the extremities as we would say your fingers your toes and so after a while if blood isn't getting to that part of your body those parts of you will die and unfortunately what doctors have to do is surgically remove those parts those limbs those fingers those toes and other parts that they have to amputate because if they don't the dead part of that uh, that that part of your body that is dead will actually infect the rest of your body and it will continue to spread to the rest of your body and so they have to cut it off in order to preserve your life So much of our lives is work. So much of our, our lives is effort. And I reflected this in our previous episode, episode two, that, you know, it's no wonder that, that for the Buddhist religion, they, they don't want to, or they, they do not believe in a soul. I think it, it takes a lot more work to actually believe in the existence of a soul because our soul is so difficult and our soul is challenged by so many things. There is so much that, that we have access to and so much free will and choice and we never make the right choice all the time. Or we are affected by life and what feels like somebody with a hacksaw coming in. And I'll, I will tell you, I will testify to this. I was trimming bushes again yesterday and I know, I know I was, I was, I didn't mean to, but I was accidentally cutting off some green parts of these bushes because I was trying to get to the dead parts. Now these are other bushes. I'm telling you, I have like a, a jungle in my yard. And so these are other bushes that I'm trying to get to. And these are true vines that wrap around um, uh, kind of lattice type things and other structures and they're really pretty but they're a lot of work and as I'm trying to cut away I accidentally cut away some some live parts and I don't mean to and I think if we want to extend this you know this this metaphor further there are times in our lives where it feels like somebody is taking a, a hacksaw to us 
and they're not only cutting away at miscellaneous things or dead areas, they're cutting away at live areas. They're cutting away parts of ourselves that that maybe are important to us. And they're cutting away what seems to be the very our very soul. What is so powerful about things that grow, bushes and trees and and uh, vines is that they they grow back so it is possible to bring things that were on the brink of death back to life now it's possible for others i don't know that i've yet been able to do that my that's my goal here is to bring all of this because it was it was it was a lot of it was dying when i got here some of it was dying but it is possible to bring this stuff back to life with the right water and soil and nutrients and the right pruning, the right cutting away at the right branches to make sure that you're not overcutting. Because sometimes, again, we over prune, sometimes we under prune. And especially because those branches fight back, they don't want to be pruned. But some parts of us have to be pruned. But when we allow the pruning that is healthy, that even those parts of us that got cut away, those parts grow back. Those parts of the vine that I accidentally cut away yesterday, they will grow back. Or the tree itself, the bush itself, will not suffer long term as long as I take care of and make sure that I don't overcut in other areas. Our lives will go through, our souls will go through pruning, whether at the at someone else's uh, someone else's actions, and we are pruned at someone else's at at at, um, at our expense. Someone else is is pruning us, or again, in the Christian faith, believing that God comes in and meticulously and carefully prunes. And what he cuts away, he needs to cut away because it is bringing disease and unhealthiness and pain and other challenges to our life. What if we really operated right like that? What if we really believed that our soul's our lives require that effort, but that if we will pay attention to what is going on around us and even paying attention to what God is doing in our lives, what if we could actually be a part of it rather than fight it? Rather than fight back as those rose bushes did and they gave me a good, a good whooping, what if they had just complied and and let me do it. Maybe I wouldn't have cut into the areas that I, you know, um, possible green areas. But what if we tended to our own lives the way that that the miraculous creation, the trees, nature, all around us, what it illustrates to us is that there will be those seasons of pruning, and there will be those seasons of growth. And though pruning is painful that it is necessary for our life and our health. 
that unnecessary pruning in parts of us that weren't meant to be pruned is painful. But believing in the miraculous nature of our lives, of our souls, that we can survive, that we can recover, and that we can continue to grow, what if we believe that? What if we put that time and effort into the care of our very being, into the care of our very soul? To caring for our souls the same way that we try to care for nature. Caring for our souls the same way we care for people with extreme, extreme diseases where their, their very life is in the balance and their, their bodies have to be surgically changed in order to save them. And I think I, I'd like us to think about that and what that means for our lives today. What part of our life is in need of pruning and where might where might the invisible hand of an almighty creator who loves us where might he be at work and wanting to be at work because there are parts of us that are not bringing life and health to ourselves and not bringing life and health to others what might that that look like can we be aware of that can we pay attention to that and if we're not used to doing that can we slow down enough as we talked about in the um, in in one of the previous episodes can we slow down enough to to be still and to pull away to to pay attention and to listen to what is taking place in our lives and what that that loving pruner, gardener might be doing in our lives. Well, thanks again for joining me on this this episode. I might just be sharing a few more uh, disaster catastrophes as I attempt to uh, settle into this new home and and do some fixing up and uh, having a lot of time to think um, and a lot of time for the Lord to do some pruning in my own life. Thanks for joining me on episode three of the Nefesh podcast. We'll see you next time.